Hello, everybody. From the evening of this formerly sunny Tuesday in South Philadelphia, I'm Dylan Campbell, and welcome to the 215 Senior Podcast. I'm here with my esteemed co-host, Matt Gerwin, Connor Doherty, and Michael Colt. How are we all doing this evening, guys? Good. Just finished a good outing at the gym. Fantastic. Same with Colt. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys right. go to the we're, same gym? No. no. If we did, we would be workout buddies. I, I can already tell. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Colts, what, what is the next, like, uh, Iron Man or whatever it is that you're doing? Uh, Spartan? Um, <laughs> yeah, give me a sec. I actually, I actually have it up. Uh, what, Woohoo! What the fuck is it? I think it's in May. Hope's basically the Lance Armstrong of the podcast. Yeah, that's not true. And I'm here. Yeah, he just has, you know, he has one more testicle. Well, that's all. (laughs) Oh, shit. It's not loading. That's all right. So, what do we want to get into today? I know there's there's big news out of the Hall of Fame thing. You guys guys know more about that than I do. Okay. So, Everyone who probably knows or follows the Phillies or follows baseball in general knows that the baseball writers elected one new member to the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown for 2023, and that is none other than the polarizing character of Scott Rowland, third baseman for the Philadelphia Phillies for six years and the remainder of his career with the St. Louis Cardinals. So, yeah, ew is right. Um Honestly, a time with the Reds too. Yeah, a little bit with the Reds. Yeah, wow. and you know, to be quite honest, this is like great for him. Like good. Like you know, I'm glad that we actually got someone in the Hall of Fame this year. I was actually worried that we weren't going to, um, just because of you know how biased the writers can be on on certain you know, certain ways of how they're voting and the fact that there's actually a percentage of people that don't even vote, but have a vote. That's like, I mean, like, I get that that's like even how our democracy works, but like, that's still crap. Like, I think for the Hall of Fame, every person who has a vote should be forced to vote. Like, I don't think like omitting a vote should count like that like you should just like if you're not if you choose not to vote with the pool of players it was a very get, like, snobby you, thing to be like i'm not voting this year. you don't get my my input it's like, All right, fuck you. but yeah that's usually sequestered that opinion's usually sequestered for you know the steroid users which those still have not gotten into the hall of fame that's people's opinion for another time but i think that we need to talk about uh, Scott Rowland, because a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of people on social media have been, you know, inquiring, like, are we going to retire number 17 for Scott Rowland? Obviously, I enter do- as a Philly or is he going to enter as a Cardinal? See, we don't know that, but it's, I, you know, he had a very big falling out, falling out with Philadelphia. I don't think that he has, you know, he's not. I don't think he's the biggest fan of Philadelphia. I'm not going to speak for him, but Phil, I know for a fact, you know, I'm sure all of you guys know that whenever Scott Rowland came to town, he was booed relentlessly. He, there was no love lost when he left. The thing and, is, if he was a Philly fan, we would see him. 
right? He would be in the booth time to time. He would be at games. He right. would be, you know what I mean? There would be Scott. And it's Rome because he's that. not loved. It's because he's not loved. It's because after his rookie deal, you know, he won rookie of the year and he was sensational for the team. And he decided to just go somewhere else. I mean, granted, I'm sure his relationship with the players who were on the team at the time played a role. You know, I know that he didn't have a great relationship with Larry Boa, who was the manager at the time. You know, it, it, and even Larry Boa congratulated him on uh, getting elected to the Hall of Fame. I think it's a little, you know, I also, I'm not going to lie to you, like, you guys know, people who listen to the pod know, I'm not the biggest, like, Reese Hoskins fan, who is the current number 17. But I will tell you this, Reese Hoskins did more for this organization, streaky or not, than Scott Rowland ever did. And I'd retire number 17 for him over Scott Rowland in a heartbeat any day. Which means I'm, you I'm not retire. even kidding. Well, you mean we don't, we're not obviously going to retire it. And Reese Hoskins is obviously not making the Hall of Fame. Um, but hypothetically, but like, you know, hypothetically, if he did, hypothetically, if he did, I'd, I'd give it to him. I mean, Scott Rowland never took us to the playoffs, you know. Uh, like we uh, don't didn't get say to Reese the, Hoskins took us to the playoffs this year. Single-handedly. I'm not saying single-handedly <laughs> Reese Hoskins did either, but he played an impactful role. We would have never made it to the World Series without Reese Hoskins hitting two two-run home runs in the same game. Like I, I think that that has – I think that that's something that needs to be said. However, you know, the thing is people are making the argument, and, you know, I want to cite Scott Fransky here. Fransky tweeted out that, you know, Jim Bunning's number is retired and he is a Wall of Famer, a Hall of Famer, and Jim and his number is retired by the Phillies. And Jim Bunning played less years for the Phillies than Scott Rowland did. But I would also say Jim Bunning did way more in his career as a Philly in even a shorter amount of time and was beloved by the fan base and there, the organization. Is the is Jim Bunning a Hall of Famer like Jet like Cooperstown? Yeah. Is he in the Hall? Because didn't there yeah. wasn't there something that came out last year or a couple of years ago and it had to do with an, Yeah, their policy well, is you have to be a Hall of Famer. You have to be a Hall of Famer because it's the the guy who should be the older the black player I can't remember his name. The power hitter lefty out. Oh, Dick Allen. Dick Allen, yeah. Dick Allen. Name. So Dick Allen was one vote shy from getting voted by the veterans committee. And he has to wait, I think another year or two before the veterans committee meets again, but Dick Allen is going to get elected to the hall of fame one way or another. And Dick Allen was an incredible player for this organization. And he was mistreated back in the day, you know, when, you know, people of color that were baseball players were still getting ridiculed. I mean, even now, people of color are still getting ridiculed. But that's, you know, a different discussion. Like, he was an impact player, a role model for the African-American community and a strong impact, you know, along the lines of Hank Aaron and others during his era. And he was able to grace Connie sure Mack Stadium. Away. He passed he did. away, I thought, he, last year, right? Yes. Yeah, like a year so, or two ago, he passed away. Right, It was actually right before he was almost about to be elected to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And 
he was one vote shy. And, you know, whoever that guy was, screw him, man. Dick Allen deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He should have gotten in during his, like, first 10-year tenure um, to be elected to the Hall of Fame, and he didn't. And it's a shame because he definitely deserved it. He has the stats, you know, rookie of the year, MVP, multiple all-stars, led the league in home runs, you know, multiple times. Like, he's sensational. So there is a question, though, and I'm curious about it, and part of me really likes it, and part of me thinks it's a stuck-up thing baseball does, where it seems like baseball is the hardest sport to make it into the Hall of Fame for, right? It seems like by far it's it's excru- like extremely stringent, right? And it's I believe it's 10 years, right, of sustained excellence to get into the Hall. Is there any question of if Scott Rowland should be a Hall of Famer? I mean, the stats at the outset, 316 home runs, eight-time full glove, seven-time All-Star. I think I'm right on that. Is that – I mean, that's obviously insane, right? Like in any other sport, that's a shoe-in. Do you guys think it was right for him to get into the Hall? Do you guys think – is the controversy only should he be retired as a Philly, or is there any controversy should he be in the Hall at all? I don't know. I think that I think his numbers obviously speak for themselves. Uh, and then he was obviously he did it with the bat. He did it with the glove as well. Um, I'm sure he was a really good teammate despite what was going on. So I'm I mean, I'm uh, honestly not too familiar with the guy, but I feel like if you ask like any of his teammates or any of his coaches, Anyone who played against him, I'm sure they would tell you that he definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But I, I do want to say, uh, I very much disagree with the fact that with the thought that Reese Hoskins has done more for the Phillies than Scott Rowland. I don't buy into that or believe that at all. I mean, that's that's fine. You don't have to, but I think fundamentally, you know, Reese was well, a Scott Rowland when I'm when uh. Not MVP, uh, rookie of the year, and was an all star while he was with the Phillies. And Reese Hoskins has done nothing but pretty much cost them a World Series. Thank you, Reese. Thank you so much. Yeah, Flat I mean, I will. Presence. He he got them there, but he also did cost it. To, got cost them the World Series. I agree with you, but you know, I mean, I I think about it this way. You know, Aaron Nola right now i would assume is like the longest tenured philly at the major league level right now yeah wouldn't seven? you guys agree I think so yeah he's on his sixth year he's on his sixth year because this is his last year uh and he'll be a free agent at the end of 2023 but it's like you know aaron nola has accumulated like i mean if, if you care about war at all you know wins above replacement aaron nola has surpassed scott Rowland in five years tenure as a Philly than Scott Rowland did in six years tenure as a Philly. Now, I assume one day Aaron Nola could possibly be a Philly's wall of famer. I don't know if he'll be a Hall of Famer. He's nowhere near a Hall of Fame status. But... Mm, Might have lost him. Thanks. You know what I mean? We have to win a couple Cy Youngs and we'll see where we're at there. Maybe in, in a ring or two would be nice. But, you know, I just think that there are 
current players that are just accumulating way better stats, are way better than he was in six years rolling as a Philly. Like, I mean, like, I, I just don't – like, I can see the Phillies giving him a wall of fame honoring and bringing him in, into back into the organization in a very surface-level, you know, capacity like that. But I don't think that they're ever going to retire his number, and I don't think he's going to retire as a Philly. I think he, he won the World Series with the Cardinals – He's probably going to retire. It depends on what they do with him. Like, I don't, you know, are they having him back? Is he on the Cardinals wall of fame? You know what I mean? Is he involved in that organization? Because if he is, I think he is. I think he is. He's not coming here. I I don't know. Yeah. Because he, he never comes back. Like, I don't even think, yeah. Like I I don't think he's, I mean, outside of playing against the Phillies, for like the latter half of his career, I don't think he ever came back in an alumni capacity. I um, can be wrong. No. But, I, you know, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I personally don't think he should be a Hall of Famer. Do He's, tell, yeah. expand. Yeah, can you tell uh, us I'm, why? Pulling up, I'm pulling up the stats. Uh, he barely has 2,000 hits, has 316 homers. I mean, yeah, his defense was stellar. He had eight gold gloves, but if he didn't have those eight gold gloves, he wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Two eighty-one yeah, average. Honest. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like I mean, to be no, Jeff Ken. Jeff Ken. Jeff Ken. You know, had a hot, more hits. Oh yeah, Jeff Ken should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and, he, I, and it's ridiculous that he's not. I mean, Todd Helton, I would argue. Is yeah. better than, than Scott Rowland, like when we're talking overall, you know, it's just like even, you know, was it um, Billy Wagner? I thought Billy, like Billy Wagner, should be in the Hall of Fame. Like, I like uh, he's I, the best left handed closer in baseball. Uh, and, you know, obviously he'd probably retire as an Astro, not as a Philly. He only spent like two, three seasons as a Philly. Was great for the Phillies, but you know, I just think that you know there were there are people, and like the thing is, like, how do you even decide that Scott Rowland was Hall of Fame worthy? Like, I I think about this, like, the Phillies organization has arguably the greatest third baseman of all time, right? You compare what Mike Schmidt did to Scott Rowland, it's really hard. Different, they, I mean, they were ten years apart, basically. But you know, fifteen years apart, it doesn't still, really compare. It's like it doesn't really compare. It's night and day. It's not. It's night and day. Yeah. But like, you know, if somehow statistically Scott Rowland is arguably, I don't know, a top ten third baseman of all time. I don't know if he is. Then yeah, I think any top ten player at their position should be elected to the Hall of Fame. Does Scott Rowland have you a know, better Hall of Fame case in my than Chase like head and shoulders better or or J roll, just throwing it out there. I haven't looked at the numbers. I don't. That's I think so Jimmy Rollins hard. is the best That's shot. That's so hard. If, yeah. 04 to 08, Jimmy's number is among shortstops. I saw some like picture the other day are insane. But yeah, I mean that that's only four years, but he was still yeah. good past that. Like I would A roll and Chase had about six to eight years of prime baseball where they were just like incredible like the best like dynamic yeah. duo 
like up the middle. And like, you know, even Howard, like Howard was close to 400 home runs. Well, Howard like, was on track like, to be like one of the better uh, power hitters of all time. I mean, like, we could go that, on and yeah, on. Like, he was on track. Like, no, no, I know he was. He was so close. I'm pretty sure Howard has like. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if anyone can look this up because I'm not near a computer right now. But like, you know, he had I think 390 like home runs, 390 home runs in his career before you know he started bouncing around minors in Colorado and Atlanta and Atlanta. Fastest to um, 102. But like, Let's see. sorry, he had 382. Howard, 382. Like, wow. Like, I was off. I was off by just a little, but like, still, like, you know, even even a guy who hit 382. You know, it, it, it's crazy. I mean, he won Rookie of the Year, MVP, World Series champion. You know, incredible numbers in the postseason. You know, you know those those three guys. Truth be told, out of that 08 team, like, like genuinely, like there are some guys on that 08 team that really should be in the Hall of Fame at some point. I think we'll get, even if they don't get it in their tenure, uh, you know, zone, I think that they will eventually. Like, personally, per, I think J Roll and Chase, you know, as Connor said, like J Roll definitely has the best case just because, like, organizationally, I think that you have to take into account what the player meant to a single organization. Like Jimmy Rollins, you know, almost was a, uh, like an entire career Philly outside of the trade, you know, and he still holds the most hits in Philly's history for a player to this day. And I think that that means something. And I think that genuinely like, he should get into the Hall of Fame based on that alone in a lot of ways. Like, he has over 2,000 hits he, as a Philly alone. Now, I, I forget what he had overall. Too. I think it might have been 2,300 or 2,400, but – It's just so hard because, yeah. you know, is it 10 years of prime or is it 10-plus of accumulated six years of unreal, you know, baseball and then more than 10 of like okay this is a really good you know what i mean long-term longevity wise stats but i mean it's almost impossible to have 10 years of prime baseball you know and that's like you look at the scott Rowland thing like that it, it's such an impossible stat to have like that's that's such a long time to be so good for you know yeah i mean you know at the end of the day i think scott Rowland should be in the hall of fame just like based on a lot out of his stats, I think it, it, it checks out. Um, you know, uh, do I? I don't know what year this was for him on the ballot, but either. like you know, like you know, he got it in with like seventy six percent, almost seventy seven percent, and you only need, I think, was it seventy five? Um, yeah, I thought it was seventy six, like seventy six point two or something. Yeah, like you know, he just got barely got in, but as soon as you get in, you get in. That's it. Period. Like, if he was left on the ballot for maybe another year, you know, left off the ballot in another year, like, I'm sure he would have gotten, like, 74 or something like that this year. If he didn't get it last year, and he probably would have shot up to maybe, like, 78, 79, maybe higher next year if he had another year of tenure. But, you know, I don't know. I think that, you know, at the end of the day, Rollins retire however he wants to retire as a cardinal, a red, Philly, doesn't matter. 
Do I think Philly should retire his number? Probably not. Um, but you know, I think that he'll be a Phillies Wall of Famer if he accepts. You know, but at the end of the day, I think it. You know, Roland deserves it. You know, good for him. Congratulations to him. The pod, the pod congratulates you, Scott Roland. If you're out there listening right now. You get much, I'm sure you are much of a higher honor than but, that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, you know, turning to our modern day Phillies, how are we guys how how are you guys uh, feeling about the upcoming season? Spring training is you know less than a month away. Literally, like I think it's like three weeks away. Like how excited? How I oh my god! I see Culp. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm so happy right now. Dude, I, I can't wait. Are any I of uh, you fine fellows going down wait. by any chance? I might do a day trip going down no. if you guys would be interested. I might be well, down. I do a day trip to Florida. That's pretty tough. <laughs> <laughs> wait, Is he going to fly into Tampa again? for a day trip? Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's a 17-hour drive. Dude, he'll Yo, do a day trip to Florida, but he won't come down to Clemson for a week with me. That Clemson sucks. <laughs> Clemson for a week. We have, one about? of our friends goes to school down Dude. there, and he won't come with me. Clemson's for a week, that sounds insane. Oh my god! You know, you know why I think you know why I think Cole won't go to Clemson is because he knows he would be the king of the campus. That's there. not why, and he would thrive at Clemson. That is not why. <laughs> no, I, I just why is like it Clemson. then? He was already there. Oh, I've, it's, it's definitely know, a breakup. Heard... It was a breakup. It's got to be a girl. No, is it a girl? Be a girl. That's the queen of Clemson. No, trust, trust, trust me. There's no girl. There's no girl because he wouldn't go out anywhere. That's what I heard. Yeah, dude. I was. I was going. I was going through a bit of a depression. So, I. I He's a Big Ten guy. Right. He's a Big Ten boy. Can't take yeah. a Big Ten boy down. South. Yeah, dude. Penn State's playing right now. <laughs> Penn State's looking good oh right god. now in basketball. That's all that matters. Oh my god! Oh my god! Let's focus on the baseball here, folks. But I'm glad everyone's hyped for spring training. You know, what do you guys think are going to be our big battles, position battles, like when it comes to you know filling out the bench, bullpen, fifth starter? I think fifth starter is probably going to be the biggest one because no matter what, it probably might already be decided, but I think everyone's going to want to want to watch uh, Mick Abel and yeah. um, I can't Painter and McGarry. Remember his name. Andrew, oh my, Andrew Painter. And um, McGarry. I don't know if they see McGarry as a starter anymore. If they do, then... I don't think uh, so either. I just think I, he's I would, nothing would, more than a three, personally. Yeah, I mean, McGarry. I would be, yeah, Griff McGarry. I mean, I'd be great if he was like a long reliever, like came out of the bullpen, could pitch like two to three innings if needed, you know, maybe more. You know, I'd be like, because he's got great velocity. I think it would, it would actually work out. But, um, you know, Painter is just like, he's the real deal, I think. I really do to trade McGarry. Seriously, if you have Painter and Abel both ready-ish coming up, unless McGarry can be helped to you right now, that's going to get crowded. 
know yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's not like there's it's not like we're lacking bullpen depth right now exactly. either. Yeah, that's true. So because we got plenty of minor leaguers that could come up that are actually like ready to do it. Yeah, we got what is it? we got uh Cody Clements. No, <laughs> no, Cody Clements. No, oh my God. You know, I think one guys, thing. I think he's a short giveaway. Listen, he's not my least favorite player, but he's definitely not my favorite. Um, like I, I, you know, you know me, Andrew Knapp, public enemy number one, is got to be Andrew Knapp and Roman Quinn. It's honestly one A and one B right there. I, I, I I'm, I'm still so him. excited for the Phillies to bring back Roman Quinn. Because, like, we all know it's going to happen. To... No, for the love of God. Not Brandon again. Marsh is going to go down, and then another... all of a sudden someone's going to come into center field, and we don't know who it is. Brandon made it last. Marsh is going to hurt himself. Yeah. And Stop. Don't uh, say that. Rob Thompson's going to be like, hey, that Roman Quinn's out there somewhere. Give him a call. See if he's in shape. Yeah, it hasn't played, like, directly under me in the graphics. Oh my god. Dude, he's made of, he's are... made of glass. He's made of he is. and glass. It is impressive how much he got hurt. But going back Ew. to Marsh? McGarry. No, yeah. Quinn. Going back to McGarry quickly. <laughs> I think one thing if the Phillies were going to explore trading him, I think it would probably be for an outfielder who is on an expiring contract, but like a younger outfielder. Not necessarily an expiring contract, but he's about to reach the end of his service time. And like the similar situation to a Reese Hoskins, where mm. like this is okay. his final RB I just think that's all you could probably get for him right now. I mean, if you put together a package of him and then like maybe two or three more, you know, average to above average prospects, then you might be able to, then you might be able to get a little bit more. But I think if you were just, if you were just to do uh, like a one-on-one baseball trade, then I think it would be a player with the similar contract situation to Reese Hoskins where you know he's going to be playing for, for a contract next year. Um, I think it would probably be a player similar to Brandon Marsh's skill set. So Brandon Marsh with Reese Hoskins' contract situation – I think that's the type of return that the Phils could get. That's fair. I I think that's uh, that's a that's a really good take when it comes to you know the return. I think you know what really makes me mad. Like I know everyone on this pod is like you know we want Alec Bohm to be at third. I want Alec Bohm to be at third. I I, I want him to I be at that. first. I I do. I want that. I like okay. There we go. So my thing that makes me really mad is the fact that a couple of years ago, the Phillies selected this great prospect, un like that we didn't know was going to turn out to be great. He's now the number three ranked third baseman in Major League Baseball. His name is Curtis Mead, and do you know who we traded Curtis Mead to? The Rays. And you know who we got in return for Curtis Mead? Christopher Sanchez. And that makes me so mad because Curtis Mead could have either been a first baseman or a third baseman for the Phillies. We wouldn't have to deal with Reese Hoskins at this point. We would have a a really great young infield. Curtis Mead, Alec Boehm, Trey Turner, 
and Bryson Stott. Like, that would be great right now. Curtis Mead is a heck of a lot better defender than Reese Hoskins. So is Bohm. You could interchangeably put them at first or third. Doesn't matter. Whichever you want. And I'm so mad that we went out and got Christopher Sanchez. Not that Christopher Sanchez isn't, you know, is well, he's bad, not good. But, like, he's, he's, he's not well, – he, he's, he, not, he's good. not good. Like, yeah. I don't want to say he's not Maybe good. Maybe a starter on a bad team. True. But Maybe the thing is, on he's just – we just don't we just don't need him that's the thing we went out and got left-handed pitching because we really needed left-handed pitching but we really don't need him now and i'm pissed because the phillies could have had curtis freaking mead and he's mlb ready he would have been mlb ready this season if not last season and i I like i think about this did you mean number three third baseman of baseball or minor league baseball because i've been looking this guy up and he has prospect yeah he has no major league stats no, no, no. Number three, uh, third baseman ranked, like, in the top ten third baseman by MLB. He's number three overall. Like, behind, I think, Gunnar Henderson and I forget the, who else. But um, but it's, like, it's crazy to me, you know, how we just let a talent like that slip through for Christopher Sanchez. Not well, that's when, the difference between our player development system, at least formally in the race. Yeah, like like if you know if, if Preston Mattingly was around when this trade happened because this was a Clentac thing, so and I blame him because this happened in 2018 or 2019 before Mattingly came over um, to us. You know, it's just like it's really frustrating to know that that is. It's just like, man, would he have been such an asset right now to this team? Especially going forward, because we would have no reason to keep Reese after this year. You know, we could trade him at the. I mean, you you could trade him at the deadline to some Uh, team who uh, might want him and just bring up Mead if he's killing it in Triple A. You know, or if Mead's on the bench, you just give him the starting role at that point. Like that. That's the thing. Like, it's frustrating because like we could have really, really used him at this point in time. That's all I'm saying. And I just like I just thought about that today, and I really wanted to talk about it on the pod. Um, sorry, let's God, continue man. on. Let's That's continue fine. on our other. Yeah, let's continue on our other. Uh, you know, spring training battles. So, do we so, think Rojas? Did he get an invite or no? He did. I think he's on the forty-man roster, so he's automatically invited. All right, what do we so, say? Do you, think so, he gets, do you think he's a September call-up? I don't think he's going to play this year. I would assume so. You if he does, it would be a September, September call-up. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I don't I, think he's ready to play this year. Yeah, I don't Yeah, I'd like to see the power numbers. I'd like to see the power numbers go up because I think he only had like 15 Seven. home runs in the minors last year. Only last only year? Seven in 2022. Oh, then maybe it was the year before he had like fifteen. Must have been. I know one year he had. Yeah, but yeah, I'd love to see the power numbers go up in like AAA, at the very least. So, but um, yeah, uh, yeah, I think he needs to fill out a little bit. Yeah, raise a question concern super quickly. This isn't a battle, but I was just doing because I'm excited to you know a little bigger look into the Bryson Stott thing, and I. 
I'm super excited for him at second because I think he could be a better second baseman than shortstop. He's you know freaky athlete. I didn't realize he's six three. Apparently the hurt third like hardest average throwing from second base. Second was Gene. He's like eighty six point one. But the scary thing about Bryson and let me know if you guys see this is that looking back at a scouting report talking about how his swing isn't particularly fast or loose and he might struggle against higher velocity pitching and then you look at his numbers from last year and it's like okay it's super encouraging that he got hot at the end of the year and he hit pretty well against lefties like that's really encouraging but what's scary is that there was a little bit of the Alec Bohm thing where he hit like 210 against fastballs which he saw 69 percent of the time and like 278 against breaking balls and it's like he couldn't catch up and he couldn't really impact, you know, higher velocity pitching. He wasn't doing like going to the poolside powers. He was making good contact, but his hard hit rate and his bail rate and all of that were in the lower half of like the MLB percentiles. Do you guys think that he, I mean, obviously he's talented. Can he have a Alec Bohm type, you know, resurgence in the ability to hit the fastball? Do you guys think that will hinder him? I'm curious your thoughts. I think that, you know, he's going to grow as a player. And I think that bat speed will come with, you know, filling out his body, getting a better feel of second base because he's getting pushed to there from short, which is his natural position. I do think he is a better second baseman overall, um, in my opinion. And I think he's going to excel way more. I think it's encouraging that even if, like, you know, he gets into an 0-2 count, he's going to get thrown junk and he's going to be able to handle it. Um, but, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see how our younger players grow in this next wow. year with Marsh, Bohm, and Stott. So it's going to be it, – I, 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 I have high hopes. I think, I think this next year is going to – probably tell a lot because you know it's just gonna it'll be a sophomore year he can either have a slumber or he'll he'll fill in be fantastic and hopefully at least hit 250 against fastballs yeah yeah can. if he can hit yeah if he gets up to it that'd be great actually because then i think his overall average might go up 280 to 290 overall if he's hitting really well against the breaking balls all right 215 Seamer podcast followers. If you follow us on Spotify, you follow our Twitter and retweet, like, and comment this episode of 215 Seamer podcast, you will be the winner of the Phillies peanut could Schroeder be. bobblehead. Could be the winner um, if you meet all of those requirements when this episode is released. So if you are the winner, you'll be announced in next week's episode. And we will also contact you, DM you via Twitter to mail that out to you if you are the winner. So follow us, like, subscribe, the whole nine yards, and you may be the winner. This is our first giveaway for the 215 Seamer podcast, and we will be doing more. So don't you worry. Could be we'll some find good you. stuff. Whoops. Could be some good stuff whenever the season gets underway. Oh, yeah. Tickets, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Matt and um, Hope will supply, uh, supply you guys with box suites. 
for the yeah. season. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. We, we, got, we got the power of doing that. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Yeah, right. No, that's a little out of my price range. Um, <laughs> but anyway, thank you all to those who are listening. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from the 215 Seamer Podcast. See you guys. Yeah, boys.